Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 54. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Jim Moyes, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Muskegon Area High School sports broadcaster, Jim Moyes. I'm here with Jim Moyes. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, I'm flattered and honored you invited me, Jason. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Well, let me go back as far as the media is concerned. I'm sure you're concerned with that. It goes back to really to 1956. That's 50 years ago. That's a long time ago. I started out as a cub reporter for the Muskegon Chronicle, covering my alma mater, North Muskegon, uh, writing articles uh, for the Chronicle game day on Fridays uh, for basketball and football. And then I started broadcasting in 1967 up in Traverse City. I did that for about 10 years before coming down here to North Muskegon and uh, starting the Bear Lake Tavern and getting back into radio as a broadcaster in 1976. What other jobs have you had besides uh, being a radio broadcaster? Well, I started out working for uh, Wagner Transportation Company. Worked for Jim Morris way back in 1963. And uh, when I came back down from Traverse City, I bought the Bear Lake Tavern. And uh, I was the proprietor of the Bear Lake Tavern for 30 years before I sold it just this past January to Newt Beckstrom. So I guess you could say I was kind of a, a mainstay at the BLT for 30 years. That's been pretty much my, my whole life. Oh, it's a it's a great establishment. Well, thank you. Ever have any aspirations of moving on to higher level for broadcasting? Why, well, obviously I have, Jason, but you know, there's a very simple answer why I haven't left Muskegon uh, for bigger and better things, and the answer is very simple. I've never been asked. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I was I was expecting something like I, I just love Muskegon so much, and I know everybody. I just is, couldn't but, leave. But Jason, you're going to talk to me. You're going to interview me. I'm going to give you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you ever have any other broadcast partners besides Gene Young? Yeah, I had George Seymour. Uh, George started with me in 1976, and unfortunately, uh, George passed away this past summer. He was just a great addition, and George really knew football. He had a passion for the game, but unfortunately, his other work uh, uh, prevented him from uh, continuing with me, and other than uh, doing a pinch-hitting role for me for a couple of ball games. But Gene's been with me for basketball since uh, the inception back in 1978 or 79 when I started uh, doing basketball broadcasts after the legendary Bill Trapp. And Gene's been with me for football ever since. Well, he and I have just been together forever. But George Seymour was just an outstanding uh, partner for many years. I've been lucky. I've only had two partners for the most part, and they've all been uh, fun to work with. And they're all contemporaries of mine. We all graduated from high school the same year, way back in 1959. Why do you feel high school sports are so big in the Muskegon area? You know, High school sports, in particular, football is big. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to touch on football because that's what's fresh in everybody's mind right at this particular time of the year. I think it goes to, in considering about three things, you got 
tradition, beginning with Muskegon High School way back in 1895 and all those great state champions they had. And you've got coaching. Uh, we're just blessed with so many great dedicated coaches. And we just got great community spirit here at Muskegon. You know, we don't have you know, major colleges right here. We don't have Western and we don't have Central Michigan, Michigan State, another Muskegon Fury. We don't have any really any professional franchises we can support. So our first love here in Muskegon is uh, high school sports and in particular high school football. And I think that's a, a big factor as well. Combine all three and you got yourself a winner. Well, speaking of high school football, we're just coming off big championships for the Muskegon Big Reds and Muskegon Catholic Central Crusaders and some great games this year what makes some high school sports programs more successful than others year in and year out you see muskegon you see catholic Uh central always getting to the playoffs and maybe kind of stick to the uh the football mode but uh why do some teams just win all the time you know that's a great question i think you can go back to what i said earlier it's coaching and tradition you got guys that are not throwing the ball all over the field. They're not lined up in the spread formation. Uh, you take the Muskegon brand, they run the veer. Catholic Central's run the power offense forever. Uh, first and foremost, they, const- uh, they concentrate on defense. Jack Sugars at Oak Ridge, Dusty Fairfield, uh, before him, Dave Taylor, they all concentrated on defense, stopping the other team first, and then just using good old smash-mouth football. And we won 19 state championships in 30 efforts. 30 times we've had a team go down to the uh, state finals. That's unbelievable. Well, I, I think what's amazing about it, having spent about uh, 10 years in the Detroit area, mm-hmm. is you take a lot of pride in Muskegon that we come up and we butt heads against the big boys in Metro Detroit and all around the state and come out on top. I mean, that in particular, that, that Muskegon game this year was one of the most incredible games I, I think I've ever heard, watched the replays, or, or seen on sports in any level. You know, that was bizarre. It reminded me a lot of the 1992 Reese Puffer game when they came and won at the last second. Well, conversely, we almost lost this game at the last second, but Ronald Johnson just made a phenomenal play, poked the ball out of the receiver's hands, rolls into the end zone, and Bobby Miller was uh, Johnny on the spot, recovered a pigskin in the end zone. The Big Reds dodged the bullet and came away with a win. The best team won the ball game. Uh, just like in Reese Puffer's win in 1992 when they had four turnovers, Muskegon won despite four turnovers. So I guess you can say the best team deserved to win that football game. Well, that, that kind of leads into one of my next questions, and you might have answered it already, but uh... – some of the most memorable calls you've made or, or memorable plays, would those two rank up there? Well, they certainly would. You know, there's so many great games that we've done over the years. Uh, one of them would be back in 1985 when Muskegon scored with less than a minute to go, an interception of about 90 yards by Donald Banks. Muskegon scores, there's less than a half a minute to go in a game, and I'll be doggone if Jim Woolley and the Traverse City Trojans didn't come back and score on a flea flicker. Similar to the game we had with Rockford and or Muskegon and Lowell about three or four weeks ago, and Muskegon won the game one for two and one. Uh, that was one incredible game. I can remember Norm Muskegon kicking a field goal in 1981 to get to the state championships. We had the five overtime battle, Ravana Muskegon Catholic Central. There's been so many great ones. How about last year, Orchard View and Fremont? Uh, Orchard View is dead in the water, and Danny Rios kicks his first ever field goal as the clock expires to win that game. I've just been so fortunate to have so many great games to broadcast, Jason. Oh, there, there have been some some great moments, and one of the things that 
I always like to do if there's a area team competing in the playoffs. And now that they have them on TV and broadcasting them in real time, is just to have the uh, you know TV on, mute the volume, listen to you on the radio. Oh, I geez. mean, it's just it's just great. Well, that flatters me. I'll tell you, Gene and I love to hear anybody tell us that. That makes us feel real good because we certainly have a passion for this area. We don't try to be homers, but by golly, when you got a Muskegon team playing somebody from your neck of the woods down in the Motor City, you know we're going to be a little bit homerish towards a Muskegon team. Yep, yep, you just can't help it. All right, let's focus on some of the the all-time great athletes that you've had the chance to see. Maybe just a couple that stick out in your mind, both in football and basketball, of just great Muskegon area athletes. Well, I can go back to Jim Morris at St. Mary's. This is even before I was broadcasting the Stan Guy at North Muskegon, uh, Ed Burton, uh, the greatest basketball player that I've ever seen come out of the greater Muskegon area for Muskegonites. He led him to back-to-back state championships in 1956 and 57 in Class A. And, you know, Terrence Taylor, you know, recent vintage, a Josh Kerr at Archer View. We've had so many great athletes come out of here. It's it's just mind-boggling. But I'll tell you what, there were not too many better than the one we had planned for Muskegon High School, we're number 23 in Ronald Johnson. I think you're going to see him, Jason, playing on Sundays. But you know what's those uh, nondescript players like uh, Ruvel Martin, who never made All-State, now starting for the Green Bay Packers, Todd Harriman's from Ravana. He didn't make All-State. He's a starter for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think he's going to be an all-pro lineman. Joe Berger from the Wago academic honorable mention All-State, now playing for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a great player in high school that, to not make it down the road. And we've had so many great ones come out of here, including, uh, you know, I called him Earl Morale in those days, but it's Earl Morale now, the MVP of the National Football League. Yeah, there there truly have been some some amazing athletes, and when you and see I'm them, I'm sure go I to missed that... a lot too. I hate to do that. I wish you had alerted me because I'm probably get a phone call. Hey, what about Joe Samolovich? You know, you <laughs> all about him. Uh, all right. Uh, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't broadcasting high school sports games? Oh, I have not even a clue. I can't even imagine uh, not doing high school football or basketball. Although I am retiring from basketball this year to move to sunnier climates during the off season, but I can't even imagine doing it. It's always been my passion, Jason. You know, my father was a high school football coach. Uh, my brother loved the game. My kids, uh, they like sports as well. So I really can't even imagine. That's an airy thought. What would I do without high school sports? What advice would you have? We talked a little bit about some of these successful high school sports programs and the things that they do year in and year out, tradition, running a system and being consistent and great leadership. Maybe to uh, an up-and-coming young football coach, uh, advice that you'd give him to be successful, maybe bring his team, a team that's been struggling over the years, up to mm-hmm. that next level to compete with some of the, the mainstays in the playoffs. I'd have him get on the telephone, and i talk to guys, uh, have him call Roger Cheverini. Dave Taylor, Tony Anise, Jack Sugars, some of these, Mike Holmes, uh, some of these guys that have been successful. Uh, that's one nice thing about these coaches around here. They don't have big egos, and they're willing to share their expertise with up-and-coming coaches. That's the first thing I do. Get on the phone and talk to some of those guys that have been successful in the past. All right, let's move on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a person considering listening to one of your high school football broadcasts. Make your pitch to get them to tune in. Have one guy that I'd like to have listen to my broadcast. We talked about him earlier, Ernie Harwell. What a great man he is. And uh, 
just a consummate pro. And uh, we're just so proud to have had a guy like that. And he could still broadcast. You were talking to me earlier about Ernie, and I said, don't even begin to compare me with an Ernie Harwell because then I know you're – you're lying right through your teeth. There's nobody <laughs> like him. He's the incomparable one. He'd be one guy I'd like to have sit listen to one of my broadcasts. I don't know. I think you're selling yourself a, a bit short, at least by uh, local Muskegon fame. But uh, the, the point about Ernie Harwell, I think, is a great one because he did a couple innings during the Tigers World Series, That's, and he was still amazing. Right. So And lost a beat, as a not at all, not I, at all. Before him, I always idolized a guy by the name of Van Patrick, and before him, Harry Heilman. But my first passion is baseball. I mean, I love baseball, so I guess I would consider Ernie Harwell as a guy I would really like to have listened to. Oh, see, I guess that's uh, that, that's too bad that high school baseball is never on the radio because that's, that's, that's what that's I've what I've never I, done a baseball game. That's what I I grew up uh, grew up playing and mm-hmm. uh, played at Mona Shores in high school and in in college. Maybe, maybe with that, we could end with. Uh, with a baseball call from you and i don't, I don't know maybe how, how about calls. how about just something random say like uh walk off home run by say jason I've never done a baseball game but it would be thrilling if i could do that but uh i just like to maybe finish by if you want to have me give a call how about a modern day high school football call with uh, you know ronald johnson picking up the fumble at the 40 yard line ronald johnson's gonna go all the way and the big reds are on top seven to nothing to begin this ball game ronald johnson of muskegon he scores a td all right thank you very much jim really enjoyed it oh, i had a ball this is a blast There are certain institutions and areas in Muskegon that give the community its unique personality. Among those are the Frolenthal Theater, Muskegon Fury, Pier Marquette and its sandy beaches, driving down Western Avenue, the Amazon Building, the art and culture of our museums, the smell of bread baking at Cole's Bakery, summer celebration, beer tents of course, the Hackley House, and Jim Moyes calling high school football games on the radio each fall. Jim is truly a Muskegon treasure. For decades, he has been the voice of high school football and basketball in this area. His passion for Muskegon is undeniable. The fact that he's a homer is why so many people love his style. I have to admit, even I was a bit awestruck during the interview at the end there when I tried to regale him with my tales of high school baseball glory. Jim Moyes is another one of those great things about the area that all Muskegonites should take pride in. He brings personality and style to our high school sports. He makes local high schoolers feel like they're big-time athletes with his passion for the game. To download the complete 2006 season of Friday Night Football broadcast with Jim Moyes and Gene Young, visit WMRR.com and click on Podcasts. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 54 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com.
com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.